0: and a very late episode of Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. I do want to apologise to everyone. I'm just going to be honest with you. My week is is nuts. I know i go on about this all the time, but hey, it's the truth. And when something's the truth, it's the truth. Not poignant at all that. But you know, I'm dealing with shoulder injuries, as you know. And there's a lot of going to hospital and appointments. And you know, sometimes it's just bad, and I get behind on my work. Blah 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 blah. But I did want to get uh, I did want to get a podcast up this week, so I thought, you know what, we'll just get round to it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, as soon as we can I, I will say at this point uh, The Week in Gaming went up yesterday instead again my whole podcast schedule this week has been out but I thought I'd never really pimp The Week in Gaming in here um, so if you'd like a gaming podcast from my good self where I pretty much do what I do on here and talk about games for around about an hour please search The Week in Gaming uh, on iTunes or anything I may actually change it to The weekend Entertainment I've been thinking about and we'll talk about because I wanted to talk about Superman not being uh, or Kenry Cavill not being Superman yesterday that's neither here nor there for this podcast but I thought I'd give it a shout out and as we're here Twitter at Simon at 316 Instagram the same youtube.com forward slash the middle report rules all these go up here as well as a load of other stupid content what well, we've got we've got spider-man let's play up there a spider-man review a uh, shadow of the tomb raider review loads of good stuff and of course all of this is supported by patreon.com forward slash simon miller 316 even if you could give me one dollar i would really appreciate it right enough of that enough talking about my own stuff my own nonsense. And let's talk about wrestling for a while. Uh, we've got the Q&A, which we'll do at the end of the show. Thank you to everybody who threw their question in on the Facebook group. You just search for Simon as Pro Wrestling Podcast. And, you know, we've got Helen. I guess, we'll do, I guess we will do Helen the Cell predictions on this show. Uh, again, uh, What Culture video will be going up with me called Helen the Cell predictions, where you can get a bit more insight into that, should you so wish. Uh, I don't know when it's going to go up, but it's certainly in the system as I say these words. I think the, the, I think the main thing I want to discuss before we get into that, though, is that this was the build for, you know, Hell in a Cell, which is coming on Sunday, and I'll be the first to admit that, I, I mean, I, I don't like being negative about wrestling ever, and honestly, uh, I get a lot of, you know, feedback, oh, Simon, you're too blah, blah, blah about wrestling, too positive, and maybe I am in your world, but I genuinely will always sit down and find a way to enjoy a show, because I like wrestling. I don't think there's anything wrong with liking wrestling. Like, a lot of the time, people get in touch with me, and they're like, boo, bah, humbug And you like wrestling too much, you're in WWE's pocket. If only I was in WWE's pocket. What a wonderful world I would live in. My point being, though, is that in the build-up to Hell in a Cell, yes, I don't think that WWE necessarily smashed it as much as we're used to, not what they really used to, but that we remember nostalgically uh, about what pay-per-views used to do, and I think that's fair. Um, it, it was it was just fine, and I was there was you know I think my biggest problem is I don't believe that all the shield stuff will. I'm how to phrase this right. I like seeing the shield right. I enjoy the fans' reactions, and it's nice to see people get excited about the shield coming back. But it feels like to me we brought the shield back once again to protect Roman Reigns. We've turned Braun Strowman heel to protect Roman Reigns, and now we've come up with this kind of you know pseudo three on three you know, Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler, and Braun taking on The Shield, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose. But, and they're having these crazy brawls, and The Shield's getting arrested, but it doesn't really feel like there is any heat here. Like, I'm not necessarily emotionally involved in this. So it's lacking to me on that front. I don't feel passionate about it. So when The Shield come out, and I can't stand it when The Shield... I and mean, this is me getting nerdy, geeky, meh. But I cannot stand it when The Shield come out and that, you know, the Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins aren't wearing their titles. And also, given that Dean Ambrose has only been back a few weeks, man, does he feel like he's part of the furniture again already. And I really do think that comes down to the fact we've hot shotted this Shield stuff and we really didn't need to do it. So that's uh, that's my kind of problem with it. And really, the only match I care about going into Hell in the Cell is Charlotte versus Becky Lynch because, again, time's been invested into it. It's been a good story. We've had some swerves. There's emotion there. And therefore, you know, it's grown and developed over time. Raw Roman, I get I get into all this in a minute. I don't want I don't want to shoot my load. <laughs> Sixteen year old humor, but I think that's the I understand why a lot of people don't feel necessarily hyped about Hell in the Cell, and then that ties into a whole new uh, debate about uh, pay per views in 2018 in general because you know what. You know, having Hell, I mean it's weird because actually on this Hell in a Cell show, there are loads of matches. You could have put nearly everyone in a Hell in a Cell, like Charlotte. Becky would have made sense, Braun Roman makes sense, Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton is probably the one that makes the least sense, but AJ Joe would have made sense. You know, there's there's parts of the narrative that would have made it okay to then put them in a cell where they where they can't get out. But I, I do, I am a bit, I don't want to say I'm bored of it, but I am, I'm, it was much more fun when we had a Hell in a Cell match because it fitted the story as opposed to we got a pay per view coming up. It's called Hell in a Cell, therefore we have to have a Hell in a Cell match. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'll watch it, I'll enjoy it, but it certainly feels like a, a B pay per view, you know. It, I, if, I think if the set was different, right? I'm stumbling over my words, but I don't want—I don't like coming down too negative because I'm not negative about WWE, and I'm not ashamed to admit that. Okay, it's not necessarily as good now as it once was, but I enjoy sitting down with wrestling every uh, every you know week or so and and just enjoying it for what it is. And doesn't, again, that doesn't mean I can't criticize it absolutely. But yeah, I think a more theme set to make the pay per views feel more themed and just stories that actually make sense rather than tying them in around the gimmick. Would have made this uh, would have made this a lot more fun. I think the best thing to do is just predict. Now I've said all this, there's no point going through Raw and SmackDown because that will happen. That will happen naturally as as I run down the card. So we'll just treat this as the as the predictions episode and. Uh, I'll get to the questions, the Q and A, in a minute. I'm hoping this goes about an hour, but I'm just, I'm just this week has been crazy for me. But I always like to get something out. But rest assured that no matter what, I would always endeavour to get a podcast out a week. And there was a time when that wasn't happening. So at least we've uh, we've changed the momentum. Because uh, I haven't even talked about this, right? Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella versus the Miz and Maurice. I have a worry this is going to be a very down episode of Simon's Progress Progressing Podcast. I apologize, but there's always an exception to the rule, and this will have to be in it. I'll make sure I say all of this with a smile on my face, because I find, and I think it's actually true as well, if you do say things with a smile on your face, it, you sound more upbeat. Try it. When you've got bad news for someone, and you, know, you, you want to try and perk them up at the same time, I mean, don't say it with a smile on your face because you'll look like you're a horrible person, but it will give you more of a, a zing in your delivery. But anyway, my point being is that I felt like Daniel Bryan and The Miz had all the heat they needed from their talking smack angle two, three years ago, or whatever it was. And now we've added in Brie Bella and the Maurice, which is fine. You know, I thought it's fun and everything they did at the end of the SmackDown was not a problem you know, in any sense. It wasn't like it was bad by any stretch of the imagination, but I feel like we're now just adding things in to try and get week to week before we have some big blow-off match, which I imagine is going to see Daniel Bryan put his career on the line, then he'll win. Hooray. Um, you know he's finally got what he wanted, and hopefully goes on to a feud with Samoa Joe, who's won the WWE title. We'll get to it. But having Brian uh, Brian Maurice in there, it just feels like a needless distraction to me, and it's not necessarily something that yeah I wanted to I wanted to see. It's as simple as that. I don't necessarily want to see Maurice versus Brie Bella either, and that's of no disrespect to them. But you know, given that we had that as a tease, I mean, the match we had in the main event of SmackDown, it was meant to be Brie Bella versus Maurice, but it wasn't. I don't mean that in a in a bad way, but it was a it was an angle. It was it was an angle. It, it wasn't a match. And I don't necessarily think they could do. I'm not trying to shit on people here. I think anyone that steps into a wrestling ring, just to underline my point, has a matter of talent, a matter of skill, and deserves our respect. I don't like shitting on that stuff. I just don't. Um, you can argue that that's a mistake on my end, and that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. But but, but it wasn't anything to write home about. That's the, that's the best way. That's the best way to, to put it. And it was designed just so that we could see Brie Bella punch the Miz in the face, which is how it went off air, which makes me to believe that, yes, the Miz and Maurice will somehow win on Sunday and then build to a big match between to be, uh, between Bryan and The Miz and the problem I have with that as I've just said is that we are just treading water here we didn't need to tread water you only tread water while you're trying to take extra steps to G everything up but we all wanted to see Daniel Bryan versus The Miz to the point Daniel Bryan comes back after three years on retirement and there's all these names you could throw out there Shinsuke Nakamura Samoa Joe uh, Randy Orton who else um, AJ Styles can't remember if I said him But instead, we all kind of clamoured for The Miz because they had an inbuilt story and because it had been done so well and because that talking smack bit felt so real. And much like they did with Bret Hart and Vince McMahon back in the day. Like, Bret Hart and Vince McMahon had the perfect storyline. You screwed me out of my job in this company. And from there, really, I never found my feet again. But then the Hart Foundation were turning on people or whatever that stuff was. He was the... I, there was a lot of shenanigans that went on, when well, we didn't need to do that. If anything, it would have been better to take those two off TV and then just have them pop up at WrestleMania. I'm not going to talk about that match. It wasn't exactly the best thing in the world. And I feel like we've overbooked here. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Again, I'll go with The Miz and Maurice just because I, there's no point Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella winning here, because you can have Brie Bella lose to Maurice and The Miz still wins. He can still use that as a gloat, and it continues the feud. But... It's fun in the sense that it will break up the pacing of the event, but it's not necessarily what was best for the story. That's where I lay my hat on it. I uh, also got The New Day versus Rudin and Aiden English for the Tag Team Championships on SmackDown. Could not believe it when Aiden English and Rusev, Rusev Day 1 on SmackDown. I never saw that coming. Although, again, my worry now is that I totally believe they only did this because they're going to break the team up. And it makes perfect sense, right? They're so close. They're going to win the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Aiden English screws up for the last time. Rusev can't handle it after the match beats the shit out of him. Now, that makes no sense in one fashion, because on SmackDown, they wouldn't even have made it to this match if Aiden English hadn't pushed Rusev out the way so that he took the the um, bro kick instead, and then Aiden, Aiden English, then Rusev, Matchka, kicked Sheamus. One, two, three... But yeah, you don't give the titles to the New Day after they beat the Bludgeon Brothers, what, two weeks ago and then have them lose at their first pay-per-view. I don't think that does anything for the titles. And I truly believe that WWE wants to do this rude and Aiden English feud, which sucks. Rusev will come out the other end as good as Rusev is nowadays. I don't mean that disparagingly. I just don't think he's used in the way that I would like. And Aiden English, I, I, I like Aiden English. I think you can actually do a lot with him, but I don't think WWE will. I think he's better in a team with Rusev and Lana. So why take him out of it when they could be feuding with other people? So, yeah, I, I don't see anything changing there. I see the New Day winning. And again, the shenanigans will be focused on Rue, Rue 7 8 in English afterwards. But I was very happy they won on SmackDown. It got a golden up on ups and downs this week. That's how much I enjoyed it. Uh, Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton is a Hell in a Cell match. One of two on the show. He the one. no, it's the only one. right? And, of course, Roman Reigns is in Hamilton as well. So, Jeff Hardy versus Randy on. I mean, my only worry is what is Jeff Hardy going to do? It's been built up so much that he's going to do something crazy. And given that we saw Kevin Owens get thrown off a cage only a couple of months ago, it's not like he can just do that again. I mean, it'd still be amazing. Anytime someone gets thrown off a cage, it's amazing. But you kind of think, does he feel like he has to top that? Because if he feels like he has to top that, that worries me. And like young Simon, 13-year-old you know, Simon, would love to see Jeff Hardy do crazy stuff. But old Simon, Simon who sits here right now with an injury from wrestling, implores Jeff Hardy not to do anything like that because Jeff Hardy just do you. Do something half crazy, like climb up a little bit of the cell. But the problem is it's a case of diminishing returns. He now needs to do something crazy. Otherwise, you know, everyone on the internet is I rubbish, we expected more. And honestly, I'd rather not see that. It terrifies the crap out of me, Jeff Hardy, doing stuff like that. So I keep both my fingers crossed that doesn't happen. I can see Randy Orton winning, even though that makes no sense, because you'd have to believe whoever wins this feud goes into an an Intercontinental United States Championship match. But, you know, Jeff Hardy goes for his big move, misses Randy Orton, hits the RKO, one, two, three. That's a pretty standard finish. I don't know if Jeff Hardy's going away for a while. It's a difficult match, this one. I don't know on which side of the fence I fix. I think they're both kind of in no man's land, to the point no matter who wins and loses, it doesn't really matter. I'd be surprised if Shinsuke didn't get involved in some sense. I think it's ridiculous that neither the IC or UC US title are being defended on this show, but what are you going to do? But yeah, it's weird this isn't a Hell in a Cell match, given that the consequences don't really tie into anything, unless Nakamura makes himself known. But then why wasn't it a triple threat match for the US Championship? That would have been better. Why isn't that the match? I really don't understand WWE sometimes. And as they're not on the show, and we're talking about Nakamura, obviously his counterpart, uh, Oscar, was booked in one of the most ridiculous things I've seen in a long time on WWE TV. Some people said I was too sensitive about this. I disagree. Just because of the way that Oscar has been used in the past, I don't understand why now she had to be reduced down to the confused foreign heel. If you didn't see it, Naomi and her were talking... Naomi thanked her for saving her from the iconic, said that she filled the glow, and because apparently, this is what I took from it, not my thoughts at all, Oscar thought she said, I must go because she's Japanese and doesn't understand English, started to walk off, I believe said the word for glow in Japanese, Naomi then thought she said teriyaki, and they went off to get some chicken. In my world, <laughs> that's not good pro wrestling, and if it's the first time you've seen it, you're probably going to think it's really offensive. Or at least you may think it's offensive. I'm not to say I was offended by it, but I can completely understand why somebody would be. And it's just a rubbish use of Oscar. And also it didn't use Naomi to her best of abilities because she was a bit stilted in this in this bit. Going back to my point, um yeah, Randy Orton probably wins. Uh, Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. I actually think Charlotte will retain because the Evolution pay-per-view is only a few weeks on. If they are going to do this double turn that people keep talking about, so Charlotte will go properly heel and Becky will go face, which is what they've been tying or you've been hoping that they would do since the reaction to Becky has been strong. As it was on this week's Smackdown, you know, she was dressed up as a fan and she, it was a bit weird because her actions were heelish. She attacked Charlotte as she was taking a selfie with a couple of fans. That's what a bad guy does. However, she's still got a good guy reaction and she's still pretty cool. Like, again, I know people keep comparing her to this and I don't agree, but it was Stone Cold Steve Austin liking what she did. That I can appreciate. And I I think that if you do that double, you can't do the double turn and have Becky Lynch win, I don't think. You probably can. I just don't, to me, it makes, like you say, in the the Austin versus Bret match, Bret Hart won. And no one ever remembers that because it's irrelevant. So I think he could actually, you know, Charlotte cheats or does something to justify everything that Becky Lynch has been saying about her. Then you build to the Evolution pay-per-view and then Becky Lynch wins it there. You know, first ever women's pay-per-view back on top. I do think she'll lose it again before WrestleMania because I'm still convinced that Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey is on the cards. But I think that would be a nice little program. Becky Lynch gets her title. She can hold it through to the end of the year. Maybe loses it at the Royal Rumble. I'm alright with that, I think that's a nice story and it gives it time, it lets it breathe, it lets it evolve, I, wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't hate that by any, by any stretch of the imagination. So I'm going to go with Charlotte, as long as that's the story, if Charlotte wins then Becky, you know, fades into dust, then that will suck, but I don't think WWE is going to get this one wrong. I know a lot of people say that and then they think, what was I thinking? But I, that's, that's my gut, I think, they, I think they've seen what's happening, they're actually going to react to this one, unlike the Roman Reigns situation, again, I'll, I'll regret this <laughs> when it happens. But we will uh, we'll see, because we have to see. Well, I will. I'm not going to stop watching. We'll do the other women's match as well, Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss for the War, uh, Raw Women's Championship. Again, I I know no one agrees with me with this, but Alexa Bliss is going to lose anyway. There is no way they're going to take the belt off Ronda Rousey this soon. You know, they see her as the mainstream star. A lot of people backstage argue she's the biggest star in the company. I think there's a valid argument to a certain point. So if you're going to do that, let Ronda Rousey run through Alexa Bliss. She did it in MMA time and time again. It never got boring. Alexa Bliss is out of the title picture if she loses here, anyway. I get that you're using her as cannon fodder then, and that probably sucks, especially if you like Alexa Bliss. But sometimes you have to get behind the person you're pushing, which is going to tie into my Roman Reigns argument in a minute as well, which nobody would agree with. But um, yeah, that, you know, I want I, if you're going to do it, for Pete's sake, do it. You know, please, please do it. Because I, I, it, it's not even if Alexa Bliss takes half the match or three quarters of the match, Ronda Rousey will still win. And that's all people are going to remember. We're not going to be talking about in a month's time. Or oh, remember when Ronda, uh, Alexa Bliss took 97% of that match? It's just like a killer. And also, it's good for the pacing on these shows. It would go well over three hours. And if I get a couple of squash matches in there, I don't mind it. And not a lot of people agree with me on that. And that's fine. But either way, I mean, look, if you think Alexa Bliss is going to win, please get in touch with me on either the Facebook group or on Twitter at Simon316. I would love to know your reasoning because I can't come up with any. But um, yes, you know, 100% get in touch. And yeah, argue with me, man. I love a good argument as long as it's nice. Please be nice about it. Sometimes people, f and blind, I ain't into that. Just to be cool, and nice, and educated, and uh, all will be well. Um, where should we go? Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre for the Raw Tag Team Championships against Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. It's another situation. I think the last three matches we're going to talk about, not AJ Styles Joe so much, but certainly the main event in this, it does feel like WWE's backed themselves into the corner a little bit. Because Dolph, you don't want Ziggler and McIntyre to lose the championship so quickly, much like the New Day, as we addressed earlier. But if Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose lose already, not only does that screw over Dean Ambrose, it makes the IC Championship look even worse than it is. And I don't, I don't know if I want to see this tag team. I don't know. I really, pff, I think it would have been better served to have stayed away from this by now i mean obviously the easy out is that ziggler and mcintyre are heels they do something terrible we all hate them and everybody saves face and it doesn't matter it also renders the entire fight pointless but that's you know that's certainly not up, uh, beyond wwe so yeah i i don't know I think, ultimately, I think it's better that Ziggler and McIntyre keep the titles. The Shield's going to be over for a long time, and then hopefully WWE reminds Seth and, you know, Roman to take their Universal and IC titles out on Raw the next day, and then that gives them, you know, that gives them some weight. And hopefully, look, given that Ambrose is back now, and they've already, you know, put him in the position that they have, start teasing the heel turn. May even, you know, tease it hard here. I'm up for Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins' feud with Dean Ambrose being the heel. I can't believe we've been this long, and apart from when he was in the Shield first time around, you know, Dean Ambrose has never really played the bad guy role. But, yeah, I mean, I think the championships uh, champions retain here, which is weird, because at the moment, no one is losing their titles, I've just realized. But, <laughs> I want Samoa Joe to be AJ Styles, and if you're changing your WWE championship, do you really need to change anything else? I would argue that you don't. And I do think we need to do that. I love AJ Styles. I think he's been wonderful ever since he came onto the WWE. He's proved everybody wrong. But with that said, now is the time to give Samoa Joe that title. Because if Samoa Joe doesn't win, I just feel like all the effort and time we've put into Samoa Joe's character over the last, what, two, three months is to waste. Because it just goes to show that he was nothing. He was Bray White, right? He had all these words, all this aggression, and it never, it never went anywhere. He has to win. He has to. It's, it's not. AJ Styles loses nothing by losing. He doesn't. He's still going to be AJ Styles. He's still going to be beloved. There's probably a lot of money in the chase. You know, Samoa Joe insulted his family. He did this, he did that. And then he stole, you know, uh, AJ Styles' title. And he absolutely can steal the title because he's a dick. Exa- I'm literally quoting what I said on my What Culture Prediction video, but it's true. He is a massive dick. Therefore, he can win the title by being the dick. And that's fine. That's more than fine. It's probably, you know, what he should do to underline you don't mess with Samoa Joe. That's what I'd like to see anyway. I really hope Samoa Joe wins. More important than any other match on the card, this for me. I think it'll make SmackDown feel fresh. I'm in the mood for a heel champion. It continues that feud. It just works. It ticks all the boxes. And it doesn't hurt AJ Styles one lick. Because AJ Styles will have a brilliant match four days or two days later. And everyone will forget about it. And then we get to the main event, Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. As I hinted about earlier... I just think you've got to have Roman Reigns win. He's finally won the Universal Championship to, you know, then put him back on the chase after you spent so long building him up. As you know, be- I-, I don't want to see him go back to being another Brock Lesnar situation where he's chasing the big guy. Screw that. I've seen it. I don't need to see it again. He's finally been crowned. He's finally been coronated. If you truly don't think it's working because, you know, of whatever then you've got to cast him back down the card anyway because you can't keep doing this to me. Nothing is going to change. Nothing. Unless we now just, you know, go forward with this. They say it's Strowman casting in the money in the bank. I guess that could change somehow. Mick Foley is a special guest referee. Don't know how that's going to tie in. Apparently no one can even touch Mick Foley. So maybe he's just there to, you know, make it a bit more interesting and tie into the fact that 20 years ago he almost got killed in this match. But I think Roman Reigns has to win. I don't know how that affects Braun going forward. I think it's bizarre he's been put in this position to begin with. It certainly doesn't feel like um, they put Braun first here. You know, Roman Reigns has kind of shaped that one as well, which is fine, you know, whatever. It's neither here nor there at this point. You can always change that in a few weeks, should you so wish. And I don't know where it leaves Roman Reigns afterwards or Braun Strowman, depending on what happens there. But I don't want to see Braun Strowman win the title. I don't. Because as much as people say that they do, because it means Roman Reigns won't have it. Well, it just puts Roman Reigns back into the chase position. And I, I screw that. I've seen it. I've seen it for four years. He's given me his big run. I don't want him to lose his belt till WrestleMania at the earliest, even if it sucks. Because then you've got six months of evidence that this does not work. And maybe you can change things up. So, yeah, I, 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 I mean, given the fact that we've got the Shield taken on all of Braun's crew as well, I don't think this is the one and done. I imagine we'll go all the way through the Survivor Series with this, and we'll have Team Shield versus Team Matt, and you can put a couple of people on each side. Uh, Notable absentees from this card, Sasha Banks, Baby, but Baby. <laughs> Bailey, Bobby Lashley, Bobby Roode, Chad Gable. I'm probably missing people. They're the ones that have come off the top of my head. Couldn't make it on the card, which is kind of crazy. Bellas aren't there, Riot Squad aren't there. No Sonia Deville, no Mandy Rose. So you know it's it's, it's kind of crazy WWE at the moment the amount of people that aren't getting onto these uh, onto these things. But well, I imagine Natalia, um, Alicia Fox, and Mickey James will probably be in the corners of, of those women. So yeah, so that there you go. There's my predictions again. You can have your say over at Simon's Pro Wrestling. Feder, <laughs> was that Simon's Pro Wrestling Facebook group? Just um, yeah, Simon's Pro Wrestling podcast. As you can tell, I have done a lot today, and I got a lot to do. And slowly, my mind is melting and becoming mush. Um, but yeah, you you can go um, you can go find all that stuff over there, and you can have your own predictions and see how you and how you get on. Uh, you get on as well. I probably missed loads of stuff. There was obviously WrestleCon over here in the UK this week, where they had an Impact show, a load of other things. It sounded like it was a it was a pretty good uh, event all around. I I can't think of anything else I've missed. There's been some New Japan stuff I need to catch up on, but I'm miles behind on all of that stuff at the moment because sometimes WWE is just, it takes all all of my time. I don't think I've missed anything, but of course, if I have, please do let me know. But I think that we're, um, oh, that's my phone ringing because I didn't mute my computer and my my phone comes through my computer. There you go. You got it. Let's just answer some questions uh, and we can wrap this thing up. Thomas Speller, as a child who didn't watch any WCW, Oh, as a child, sorry, my grammar. As a child who didn't watch any WCW, what should I go back and watch? Well, Goldberg's rise is a lot of fun, especially Goldberg winning the WCW title at that random Raw against Hulk Hogan in the Georgia Dome. I mean, the NWO forming is a special moment. You watch Bash of the Beach in the following. I think actually, I don't think the NWO appear on Nitro the next night. I think it's a couple of weeks before Hogan actually comes back to explain everything. But that's interesting. You can watch all the band stuff. The poke of doom, you know, has its place in history for all the wrong reasons. Um, what else is kind of like a and this so there, there is a lot of good in WCW before it kind of tips over a cliff. A lot of the NWO stuff is great when it's good. It's it, it's perfect, but you know it does when it falls off. It falls off hard. So be wary of that. But I mean, you know, Harlem Heat are really good. Uh, Scott Steiner probably has his best run at, at that at, at some point during that. Uh, all the all the luchadors, you know, you can actually see that come to prominence. Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero are ridiculous in WCW. I mean, how they weren't done with more, no one will ever know. And you can just watch Kevin ashton and Scott be dicks the entire time. I, I would focus on Goldberg. I'm sure there's a Goldberg collection or something on the WWE network. I don't know if he's got WCW stuff in it, but I believe it would have. I would go back and watch all the all the Goldberg stuff. That was my personal favorite. Him being my dad and all. So yeah, I would put my um I put my money on that. Also, knowing, knowing there is no bad blood between you and Cultaholic, will we ever see a collaboration between you all? Unfortunately not, just because it would be a conflict of interest, right? I am, you know, I work for what culture? They are now, you know, while I have no bad... I love them all desperately. But while there is no bad blood there, it would be silly for me to work for them. There's a conflict of interest and it would confuse people. So, you know, it, unfortunately, that is, that's the case. So even unfortunately, I love what I do and I'm very blessed to do it, so... Yeah, all happy. Charlotte Sanderford, hi Simon. Hope your recovery is going well. It's very slow, Charlotte, but I appreciate it all the same. I just wa- wondered, have you watched any world of sport on Saturday afternoon in the UK with Stu Bennett, Stu Bennett, aka Wade Barrett? I just can't warm to it, although I do want, I do watch it each week. I do watch it each week too. Uh, I like to support that stuff as much as I can. I kind of agree with... I think a lot of the criticisms are over... You know, they're overbearing. They're way too aggressive. It's just shit. It's not shit. You know, I think you have to remember who the audience is in this sense. They're aiming at kids and families. And in that sense, I am not going to sit here and tell you people that ITV don't know what they're doing. They do. With that said, personally, on my own wrestling fans, I think it's too bright. Uh, I don't like all the constant camera cuts, much as I think WWE does it too much as well. But I do think it's a fun show, and for me personally, I get a real kick out of seeing all these great wrestlers who have worked so hard getting their due on you know national television. I think that's a wonderful thing to see. Uh, World of Sport is going to tour, so that's a good sign. I know the ratings aren't where you know people hope they would be, and they, they kind of dip each and every week, but doesn't you don't know what they were going for to begin with, and we don't know what the ad rates are. I hope they get a second season and I hope they learn from all the, you know, from episode one and they make it better. But I do watch it every week. I think it's a solid wrestling show. And I think the most important thing is that it's given a new platform and new eyeballs on wrestling and given a lot of the wrestlers a place to work. And a really cool place to work as well. So that's my thought on, thoughts on it. Nick Palmer. After seeing The Undertaker Foley, Helena Selford on Raw, I realize it's probably the match I've seen most, mainly showing non-wrestling fans and fake her fans. Now I can't decide how I feel about the match. What are your thoughts and feeling on it and its place in wrestling history? Well, I used to love it. And I used to love it because I just couldn't believe it actually happened to begin with. You know, it's, um, like you say, I've the, the first thing I show to anyone that says, what's this wrestling nonsense, is that. Mostly, I, not necessarily because I think it's a good match, but to show what these guys will put their put their bodies through. In terms of these days and seeing Mick Foley, you know, and, and clearly who is, you know, beaten up from doing things like that, I guess it's quite hard to endorse nowadays. It's certainly not something I'd want to see in 2018, but you know, when I was a kid, I mean, what well, I was in—definitely well, in my teens when that aired, early teens at that. I, I, it was, it was amazing to me. It was a spectacle, and the calling by Jim Ross, and the genuine the emotion, the drama, because it felt real, because it basically was real. You know, the breaking of the cage the second time when he just implodes on the mat—it is more of a stunt. You know, it's like a stunt fest. I don't think that's the problem. I think wrestling should be able to adapt to any of that kind of stuff. But. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd necessarily endorse it today as I used to. I used to think it was like this incredible work of art, 10 out of 10. I don't see it that anywhere anymore. It's certainly a historic match. And I certainly respect both The Undertaker and Mick Foley for doing it. I think it just otherworldly they were even able to to have the thought, let alone pull it off. But you could say that it kind of diminished all cage matches going forward because nothing's ever topped that. There's nothing you can do, and there's nothing you should do either. That shouldn't have happened to begin with. But I don't want to shit on it too much because people gave you know, their lives to that. I probably cut you know, years off their life for it. And it is amazing. And whenever you show it to anyone, you get a reaction. That's what wrestling is about. So um, It's an anomaly, to say the, uh, to say the least. I say, say that a lot, don't I? Say the least. I don't know why. It's because I'm talking to myself. I just keep going back to my my old phrases. Sammy Ellis, why do you think the superkick is so overpowered? Every superstar seems to use it to win matches such as Carmella, Rusev, and so on. Shouldn't they just invent a new finish for them? Yes. (laughs) They should. But again, the superkick always gets a reaction, much like we were just talking about. And that's why people love a good superkick. And I do too. And I like it when Carmella and Rusev do it as well, so I'm part of the problem, but I do agree with you, Sammy. Mike Pfaff, if you had to ask Vince one question to get the absolute truth, what would you ask? Well, it's funny you say that. I would ask him a very random question, just because I think a lot of the other questions have actually already been answered, sort of when he was doing interviews in the early 2000s. I would ask him if he actually shaves more than once a day. I only found out this about a couple of weeks ago. Apparently he shaves more than once a day. Like, what? What? How? 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 I don't. I shave like once every few days max. He's shaming twice a day just because he wants to be that well groomed? I need to know, man. I need to know if that's true. Timothy Bowen Bates, what sitcom character would be a world champion? I don't watch that many sitcoms. So Jerry Seinfeld was the first one that came to my brain, which is not even topical. He definitely would not be world champion. I don't know. I don't watch enough sitcoms. The other one's Larry David. Neither of these people would be be world champion. Miles Hammer, an all-dwarf UK wrestling event has just made the news. It was cancelled due to complaints. Personally, I understand the criticism, that it perhaps comes across as crass carnival exploitation of a bygone era. However, I also believe that if wrestlers want to wrestle and people want to pay to see it, then who are we to deny them their payday? What do you think? Well, I haven't seen the story, so I'd have to read it first to give a proper opinion, because I don't know the facts. But yes, if everyone in it was willing to do it, and it was put on with the best of intentions, then I wouldn't be somebody to pull that show. But if I look it up and it seems like a piss take, then or someone's being exploited, then no, I wouldn't want that either. It all depends on the people putting it on in their own thoughts. I agree with you, Miles, absolutely. But I'd have to go, I can't really say more than that until I've seen all the information, because there may be something in there I go, whoa, that's not cool. Uh, Scott Burton, dream matches. Oh, I, that's, I mean, what you mean right now? I mean, pfft. Cody you know, back in the WWE against Triple H I would like just if if they if they played into the story, if they played into the story of, you know, he's the person that made him with Stardust, blah, blah, blah. I'd love to see that. Kenny Omega versus AJ Styles in a WWE ring would be amazing. You know, Seth Rollins versus you know Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose versus the Young Bucks. You know, basically anyone involving All In and the top guys in WWE because that's as close as the WCW stuff we can get in 2018. So anything like that would, would, would be awesome. And if we're talking sort of more broad stuff, I always wanted to see Goldberg versus Stone Cold because, you know, if that was done at the right time. I always, it's always sad that at WrestleMania 18, we couldn't have done The Rock versus Hogan and Goldberg versus Steve Austin. I think that would make that the best WrestleMania ever because I think the crowd would have been up for all of those matches and it would have just been a huge noise the entire time. But alas, it wasn't meant to be. Garth Jackson, who apparently I say his name wrong every week. I think it was you, Garth. I'm sorry. I hope I got it right this time. Probably not. Uh, What would you class as a perfect finisher, a.k.a. a move that can be hit in any situation in or outside the ring, something like the DDT? Yep. DDT, Stunner, RKO. That's it. They're the best finishers ever because they can be hit out of nowhere. They always get a, a response from the crowd and they look cool. There's probably other ones as well. I can't think of right now. Codebreaker, you know when people come off the ropes and they hit it, that's always good. But they'd be my top, my top three. Derek Smith, if you could choose one member of the WWE roster to join the Bullet Club, who would you choose? And Ross Chapman has said Roman Reigns to break the internet. I 100% endorse that. Cody, um, Kevin Owens. I think if Kevin Owens was part of that club, part of that stable, it would be a lot of fun. And I also think, you know, him being back in the, in the independent scene now would probably blow a lot of people's brains. So Kevin Owens would be my pick, or Finn Balor leaves and he joins the club he left. That'd be pretty good as well. Pedro J. Morales. Thoughts on WWE bringing back an old championship like a European or hardcore title? Look, I'd love it if they treated their titles now any good, but they don't. I know I moaned about it earlier, I'm going to moan about it again. There is no IC title or US title on the damn Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. It's ridiculous. Seth Rollins probably won't even come out wearing the damn IC title. The Universal Championship wasn't even promoted that much going into the Braun Strowman match. So no, I don't want them to bring back any more belts until these ones all start feeling important because all the extra ones will do will water down the ones we've already got and they're watered down enough. It's ridiculous. One thing that really annoys me. <laughs> Sam Reed, if you could ask Big Vinny Mac any question, he had to wait a minute. Have you posted in here twice, Sam Reed? I can't remember. No, Mike Pfaff asked the same thing. That's just weird. Well, we've done that one, so it's all good. Jonathan Fagan, afternoon, Simon. I've stumped you with two in a row, so hopefully it's an easier one. Do you see NXT having a money in the bank leading to the potential of cashing in on any roster for any title? No, because I think if you do that, you then undermine... I think it's already ridiculous that there's so many money in the banks now I don't mind the women and the men having one but you know, I get you can't have just one but the more you do obviously the less it means so I don't want to have another one where you can actually choose where you go because I just think that's too many so no I don't think we need it either I think for now we can keep those two brands separate and it's fine uh, in more Money in the Bank questions would Vince or you like to see a true Money in the Bank cash in for any title i.e. a secondary one maybe to further a feud e.g. Ms. Bryan or Ambrose Rollins if he turns down the line cheers and hope all is well thank you very much man Yes, I would. The problem is you have to build those belts up first, otherwise, you're just going to job out the wrestler. Because why is a wrestler going to go after the ICO US Championships now when they could go after the World Championship, given that, again, my theme of this episode, WWE doesn't give two craps about those? So there's a lot of work to do, but I don't think they'd anything wrong with that. And also, just going to make that guy look scared, of whoever the World Champion is. So it's good in theory, but the lay of the. Lay- like if you did in new Japan, it would work, right? Because the Intercontinental Championship has merit, and a load of other ones does too. Not as much as the IWGP belt, but. It's got a better balance. And I think WWE needs to bring that balance back before you can do an angle like that. But I would like to see it. Grant Weaving, what gimmick do you think should have worked but didn't? Well, Doink always springs to mind because the original Doink by... I think I said this last week. The original Doink by Matt Bourne was great when he was all evil and a bit like it-ish and then he just became a basic clown. Otherwise, I don't think there's many gimmicks that have come along that should have worked and didn't. I mean, maybe Nathan Jones, you know, just this crazy Australian psychopath. But, you know, his, his troubles lied elsewhere... Otherwise, what, like beaver cleavage? You know, that failed for a reason. I'm also, the other way around, I'm more surprised, well, not really, given what the attitude was at the time. <laughs> no pun intended. But the Godfather always working surprised me. I'm a, you know, I'm a pimp. <laughs> it's just nuts to my brain. Alex White, do you think WWE is dropping the ball with Andrade Cian Almas? Absolutely not. I think he's being used better than any NXT, NXT guy in ever. He's infused with big people. He's competitive. You know, he beat R-Truth on Raw like a heel. I know it's only R-Truth, but still. No, I think if more people got treated like him, the better. It took him a while to do it, but now absolutely no I, I, I think he's smashing it and apparently Vince McMahon's really high on him too so this could just be the start Chris Chester triple h or taker at super duper slam down under also would you want to see hbk return or be added to this or have a final match versus taker at mania or do you think he should remain retired and not pull a flare rick flair by retiring then resting again well I think if he comes out of retirement it's going to be for the saudi arabia show right because that's where all the money is and the prince of saudi arabia or whatever is well into old wrestling so that's, you know, that that that's that's what, if he comes back, it's going to be for. And is that what we want to see? I don't think so. Like, I, th- I think that's crazy. I think that's, that's, that's absolutely crazy. So, no, I, I, don't, I don't want to see Shawn Michaels coming back. I don't think he's going to live up to expectations. Uh, I imagine The Undertaker wins at the super-duper slam down under just because he's lost too much recently, basically and Triple H can lose, and it doesn't make a difference, whereas Undertaker losing now kind of makes a little bit of a difference, uh, I don't care if Shawn Michaels does come out of retirement, I don't think it makes a difference, I don't think it hurts his legacy or anything like that, as long as, you know, Mark Calloway, the Undertaker, doesn't mind, but personally, no, I don't need to see it, I think he's had his run, I think he smashed it, and that's that, We can draw a line under it, uh, Saeed Shah, borrowed question, but non-KFA battle royal death Match. who wins? Brock Lesnar. Always Brock Lesnar. James Bromfield, hey Simon, hope you're doing well, and as always, thank you for the continue awesome content. Thank you, my friend. I was having a chat with a mate the other day, and we came to the conclusion that these days, the WWE main roster has become the WCW of old, inasmuch as it is where the older school, more established wrestlers go, with NXT being more of the WWF attitude era. Because let's be frank, NXT is much more entertaining with better wrestling than the main roster. But like WWF was towards the end of the Monday Night Wars... But like, sorry, that's a connecting sentence. If that makes any sense, I would love to hear your thoughts. I see what you're saying and I see where you're coming from. But it's different to me because the, if you look at the guys at the top of the card at WWE at the moment, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles. You know, these are, I know AJ Styles is an older dude, but these are new guys. I think that would only work if the people still on top were John Cena. Or, I mean, it's different because you know the, the late noughties were so bad, but I mean, basically, if this was WCW, the guys on top now would still be the same guys. It would, I don't want to say it's like Stone Cold Steve Austin The Rock because they'd always be good, but they were different talents. You know, they were, it would be like Triple H still being on top, right? Triple H was that person that you wanted to go away but wouldn't, and in WCW, they never went away, they stayed there forever. Whereas actually, WWE is quite good at cycling in, cycling out talent um obviously John Cena always stays towards the top of the card when he's there but even the fact that Roman Reigns is the champion as much as we hate him he's still a new guy you know WCW wouldn't have done that they just wouldn't have done it was always Hogan, Nash, Hall, Sting, Luger the same guys coming in and out again and that's why it died because they never created new stars whereas while we may not agree with the people WWE picked they do try and create new stars so I, I, I see where you're coming from but ultimately I don't think it's that bad anywhere near that but go watch old WCW it's so bad when it's bad uh, John McKinnon hi Simon huge fan of the podcast and hope rehab is going well with the injury thank you my friend what are some of your predictions for some of the newer NXT roster Riddle Keith Lee Perez I can't never pronounce that Per azar, per azar You know that guy. He's spelled P-E-R-R-A-D-Z-O. I can never pronounce it. And do you think there's almost too much talent in development at the moment? I don't think you're going to have too much talent, but I do think you have to be aware of the talent you've had and make sure you balance it as well, you know, as well as you can. Because if you don't, you're just going to shoot yourself in the foot. So you know, as for Riddle Lee and all that, those guys, it all depends how they're booked. They'll do great in NXT because they've been brought in to do great. And I imagine they're on good money. But when they get to the main roster where, you know, quote-unquote, it really counts, you absolutely have to hope you get put in a good storyline. Otherwise, you're No Way Jose. You know, otherwise, you're Mojo Rawley. Where did they go? They just vanished into dust. And so you're like, you know, AOP before they had this renewed push. It's bad when that happens. So it all depends on what Vince McMahon wants to do with them. And I hope we get more Cian Almases than we do No Way Jose's. Christian Brown, I thought about trolling you, (laughs) but I decided to spare you for now. So that being said, I'm intrigued now, Christian. Is there a way to get Roman Reigns over without turning him heel? Nope, I don't think even that will work these days. I think we're too far past the point. Number two, is it bad that women's wrestling has a special place in my heart, but I can't bring myself to get excited about the upcoming Evolution pay-per-view? Well, I'd need to know more, Christian. Why can't you get excited about it? I'm sure it would be a good show. I'm sure it'll be entertaining. I'm sure W will ram it down our throats that it's the first ever W Women's pay-per-view, but... I I think it'll be okay. I think it will be good. Please let me, uh, yeah, let me know. Let me know why not. Chris Chester, I've just come across this. What are your thoughts? And it's the leaked evolution piece of paper that's been doing the rounds. If you haven't seen it, it claims that this is The evolution card Rhee Ripley versus Ginny versus Killer Kelly versus Dakota Kai for the NXT UK Women's Championship. A special announcement segment, probably another women's show, I imagine. Uh, number three, the Camilla talk show with the ladies of Glow. Number four, Riot Squad versus Sasha Banks and Bailey and Ivory. Be interesting. Number five, May Young Classic 2018 final Tony Storm versus. I O Shirai. number six, 20 women battle royal the winner faces Carrie Sane for the NXT Women's Championship number seven Oscar versus Ember Moon number eight Naomi versus Molina number nine Mickey James versus Lita number ten Kyrie Sane versus the winner of the battle royal number eleven Alexa Bliss versus Trish Stratus number twelve Alicia Fox and Kelly Kelly versus the Iconics. Uh, versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville versus Beth Phoenix and Natalya for the women's tag team championship that one sounds oh, that'll be the first ever tag team championship the women's one that one sounds bollocks to me uh, number 13 Becky Lynch versus Charlotte for the Smackdown championship and number 14 Nikki Belli. Nick, who was that? Nikki, what is going on? Nikki Bella versus Ronda Rousey for the Raw Women's Championship I'd imagine a lot of that is probably accurate it certainly sounds it um, I don't believe you'd have a. You can't just have a WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match, like you'd have to have SmackDown and Raw. You can't just have one because that breaks Nintendo's Nintendo. What? This sums up my day. I'm having such a crazy day. That sums up. It breaks WWE's whole model. So no, I don't expect that at all. But I think some of that's probably true. Yeah, I'd say 90% of it. Scott Rinaldi, inspired by the brawl for all, bad idea, WWE decided to put on a legit arm wrestling competition. Who would win? I'm going for Big E. It's not about size, though, arm wrestling. It's literally all about technique. So, yeah. I, pff, I don't know. I can't answer that one. Somebody will be someone like, someone like Chad Gable will be deceptively strong with awesome technique and win. Uh, Afonso Coimbra, what do you think about the fact that the IC title is right now nowhere to be found? Seth isn't going to defend it soon, and it's almost never mentioned on TV. It almost seems like the US title on the first run of the Shield. How should we fix this situation? By the way, today is my birthday, and it would be great to hear a happy birthday wish from you, Simon. Happy birthday, Afonso, for yesterday, I believe that was. I'm going to hover over here. For Wednesday, September the 12th. Happy birthday to you, my friend. I think we've touched on all the title stuff. Yes, I agree with you. We just need to start talking about it on TV and putting it in worthwhile, meaningful feuds. Easy will never happen. Richard Ingman, do you ever see a lower mid-card title like the European or Hardcore ever come back to the main roster? This is crazy. It's the same question again. As they're retired, maybe a new title, I'd call it the Atlantic Championship's thoughts. Please see above, Richard, but thank you anyway. What was a my son. I think that's your real name, my friend. Do you think the AOP's new manager looks like a funny little action figure stood next to them dressed in their gear? Yep, but I think that was the idea. I think it's meant to be a bit comical. I think he looks hilarious. But do you agree? It's a good thing to have teams with managers again, like the old days of Mr. Fuji, Jimmy Hart, Slick, etc. Absolutely, I love managers. I don't understand why WWE's been against them for so long. Like even Charlotte, uh, Charlotte, Kamala managing truth. I enjoy or at least being in 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 the corner. So yes, I I'm I'm absolutely a hundred percent fine with that. I'd like to see them more. Probably won't last. Vince changes his mind a lot, but yeah. Philip Jensen, how do you think the Becky versus Charlotte storyline is going to win? Charlotte eventually gets her title back, and that's that. Marcus Hades, what are you excited about? Life. Mark Roy Day, with WWE's all-female pay-per-view coming up, and with Renee Young getting a permanent spot on the Raw announced team, do you see this as a true change for how women are utilized and treated on the main roster of WWE? Also, what would be your dream women's match if you could book one from anyone past or present? Uh, I never want to comment on that, because <laughs> right now, yes, WWE is definitely making the right steps, or at least what I believe to be the right steps with the women, however, we've seen them go off-piste many a time, so I hold my tongue before I know more, but I was a big supporter of Renee Young getting that spot, I don't think she's the best commentator in the world, but I think she's very good given how long she's been doing it, and I believe she's only going to get better, and also... you know, having an all-women's pay-per-view can only be a good thing. And then I think you have to look at the business metrics and decide whether it's worth doing another one. I certainly don't think you should do it for the sake of it, but I think if there is a call for it and it does well and it's a good show, then yes, I still long for the day when it's just parity all the way. So we don't have the... the thing I always talk about hate the women's segment. Don't need a women's segment. Look at Charlotte versus Becky. Just good shit. Keep doing that and all will be well. Travis Gilmartin, will you or anyone what culture be going to the 2019 Royal Rumble? I don't think so, but maybe WrestleMania if we're lucky. Ollie Smith, Simon, hope you're holding up all right. The power of positivity seems to be carrying you through even when times are tough. Much love and kudos to you. Thank you, Ollie. I appreciate it. I do miss the gym a lot. I'll be honest. Right, it's a big one. Deep breath. I really want your opinion on this pet theory of mine. Do you think WWE is intentionally burying Japanese talent on the main roster? I don't mean bury as in jobbing them out completely, but more not putting the top belts on them when it made sense and sticking with them without resorting to stupid gimmicks. Think back to Mania. We had an undefeated Oscar lose to an injured Charlotte at the start of Shinsuke's and the start of Shinsuke's ball boy gimmick they both never have fully recovered I'm not gonna fool myself and think this doesn't have anything to do with a certain amount of WWE racism but I think mainly it may be due to the buzz around New Japan Pro Wrestling Constantly lauders the best promotion on the planet with the most skilled workers the best quality matches melts as hard on internet buzz Um yeah, but that's enough. From Vince's point of view, he hires the best wrestlers from NJPW. The name presumably floating around the office puts them in NXT to see what they can do. Lets them dominate. Lets them hold titles. All the while knowing that not many eyes outside of hardcore wrestling fans will even know they are there. Move them up, keep them strong. Put them in high-profile title matches, then don't follow through, because the best New Japan has to offer can't be better than the WWE US. I think this is it. I feel that in Vince's mind, if he puts foreign talent over his champions, it is an admittance of being second best, and confirmation that the internet is right. Uh, I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> I respect your opinion, Ollie, and I really appreciate you putting so much time and thought into it, but I just don't think Vince McMahon has that mindset. I 100% don't think that Triple H has that mindset, and if anything... If Nakamura could come into the WWE and have the best matches ever had, that's only going to be a selling point for WWE as opposed to Nakamura because people already know Nakamura's good. Right now, they just. It it falls on Nakamura more than it falls on on, on Vince McMahon. And also, I don't. Even. WWE aren't going to pay. Shinsuke Nakamura, for what I know, is making more money now than he ever has done. I don't think you're going to do that just to job him out. That seems crazy to me. Uh, I will say there is probably a little piece of. Uh, information in his brain that makes him... I don't know. I don't want to say that, actually. I was going to say maybe he thinks that he doesn't want to push them because they're Japanese, but I don't know that. I'm not going to say that. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Francesco Bozo. Hi, Simon. Thanks for complimenting my lane last week. Really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Do you think it would be a good app back to the... <laughs> Do you... Oh, no, so it's a different one. I thought it was asking about titles again. Do you think it would be a good idea to go back to the days where there was one world championship, one tag team championship? Yes, absolutely. Mostly because when you try and explain world championships to someone that never watched wrestling and there's two, it's impossible. So, 100%, I think that would help all the belts. If Roman Reigns the champ, let him be on both shows. What difference does it make nowadays? Absolutely none. It would make it feel more prestigious, so I agree with you. Thanks for all the positivity, feeling it from Chile. My good, I'm glad. Kevin Shirley, do you think Kevin Owens could concede as a babyface? How would you book that turn? I mean, Kevin Owens can do it every once, because he's so good. Uh, How do you book that turn? That's a harder thing to do. You have to put him against a proper good heel, which WWE is sorely lacking at the moment. I don't know. I'd have to think about it. You just need to come up with a sympathetic storyline, right? Like Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens, but flip the roles around. I think Kevin Owens can play that. I think Kevin Owens will be able to do whatever you want. I think he's always going to be better as a heel. But yes, I think he could be a face, no problem. Alison Jones, who are the current female and male goats? (sighs) Uh, The female... Who's my favorite female wrestler ever? I don't know. I don't know the male one either, to be completely honest. Greatest of all times. I mean, my favorite women's wrestler ever is probably... Do you know I haven't... It's not fair, because my, my my exposure to women's wrestling throughout my entire life has mostly been WWE. And I don't... Because I, I put someone like Gail Kim up there. I love to hold her matches in TNA. But, you know, I know a lot of the Japanese women are incredible, and I haven't I haven't seen enough. I mean, top of my, top of my pile, I mean... It, he didn't say wrestlers. It would be Sensational Sherry or Gail Kim, which is a very bizarre combo, but I just like their work immensely. And in terms of my favorite wrestlers of all time, I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin is in there. I understand he's got a controversial personal life, but we're talking about wrestlers here. He'd be in that category. Um, for me, Bret Hart is, but he loses some given what happened after 97. I think actually, Ric Flair probably that one. Yeah, I'd say Ric Flair. I've got no sort of provisos for that one. Brian Taylor, wrestlers offered wrestlers often blur the kayfabe line when on social media, and you've often spoken about this on your podcast. Would you, whose wrestling gimmick is super positive internet personality Simon Miller, become all negative and down on everything in your content if you were to turn heel? No, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't because the problem is with the internet. This is no uh, horrible. This is not being horrible to anyone listening. But it would be lost on people. One thing I've learned about doing internet uh, content is that sometimes you try and be too clever with something and all you do is end up pissing people off. And without wanting to sound like WWE, sometimes it is important to protect your brand if you're proud of that brand and you want that brand to continue So if I thought I could do it in a way where people understood, then I would. But my why right now answering this question is that I wouldn't. But we'll see what happens. If I do a heel turn and I believe that's what I should do, then I'll do it. But as they say, the best heel turns are when the person stays the same, they just change their focus a little bit. So maybe if I did that, it would be a little too on the nose. James Harve Harby. In the light of the Becky quote-unquote heel turn, do you think that we inevitably get Ambrose turn on Rollins Will Ambrose be cheered and Rollins be booed? No, I don't think that would happen. I think if Ambrose turned heel, he's a good enough heel to make it work, and people love Rollins. I think that would be fine. I think people would actually quite like it. Do you think because of the Charlotte and Becky dynamic, WWE might be reluctant to turn Dean because of how O the Seth is? No, that helps. Seth so over, so you turn Dean. That makes you know Dean the easy heel. No, not at all. I think they should do that. And finally, Adam person is Scott Steiner a people person? All I will say is go to What Culture Wrestling, search for my Scott Steiner interview called Scott Steiner shoots on WWE. One of the most awkward moments of my interview life. Right, a lot of that was garbled nonsense. So I'd like to apologise for that. But in honesty, it's it's coming up to seven o'clock here, and I've still got a thousand things to do because I'm so behind today. Uh, as my, my damn shoulder keeps making my life hard. So I'll apologize. I'll argue that's not the best podcast I've ever done, but I appreciate you tuning in and listening uh, all the same. We will do another one this week. I will have a Patreon member on, so I'm looking forward to doing that. But in the meantime, head on over to youtube.com for the middle report rules. it mean the world to me if you could subscribe, as it would if you went to patreon.com for Summer 316 and gave me a dollar. can also come on the podcast. All the information's on the page. Follow me at Simon316 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Facebook group Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast. And give us five tunes on iTunes and go share us with a friend. Why the hell not? Again, jarbled mess this one. But I appreciate it anyway. Ups and downs and all that. Thanks very much. I'm talking fast now because i got a log off. i go to do loads of other stuff. But I love it. That's what I'm all about. And I'll talk to you soon.